Welcome back to Ask the Teacher ABC. We are so excited to be here with you today. Um, it has been really cold up here in Washington. I don't know if anybody else is in eastern Washington, but it's freezing. It snowed. I woke up to snow. Can you believe that? Oh my gosh. Wow. Sounds like Alaska too. How's it been down there? Hey, you know what? It feels like summer. It is hot. People are wearing shorts. Uh, you know, you just can get a tan by walking outside. So I'm just telling you, it feels like summer in the springtime, which is very typical for a good old AZ. Yeah, I could definitely use some of that sunshine up here. Um, before we get into our topic today, we wanted to remind everybody we do have an Instagram. It's Ask the Teacher ABC podcast. And um, we are hoping to get some more questions and stuff from you guys. Uh, so we can provide those answers. But we have had quite a few people reach out. And um, some people were asking about, like, close families, right? Yes, we've had quite a few people write in and ask, you know, like, what is that dynamic? How do you recreate that? You know, how do you right. recreate a, a close-knit family? Right. So, okay, let's, so let's get into it. So, um, obviously, you know... Um, people can tell from our family that we are, we're very close and, um, you know, it didn't, it's not something that happened naturally. Um, so what, it, what are some of the things that you did, you know, as our mother to help ensure that we were close? Wow. That's a really loaded question. And I think I can break it down to a couple of things. I think first and foremost, you know, my own experience as a as a growing up you know when you intake information then you say okay purposefully i want to recreate something like maybe some of the experiences that i had but i also want to avoid some of the bad experiences too i mean that's just all part of life and with right. that said um I, you know i really try to focus on trust and I think that is a big deal. And I think that kiddos at any age can feel if they have a relationship built on trust. So I think um, purposefully creating spaces for kids to uh, interact with their parents in during play. Do you remember those okay. good old sock wars that we used to have? Yes, um, yes. <laughs> and sometimes we would turn on music and we would interchange partners and dance around the living room. You know, um, playing with the kit with you guys, you know, through our imagination. Um, you know, I think some of those things are really important. And God knows I played too many hours of Barbies and cars. So I think it's just like building that genuine level of trust, making it purposeful. You know, it's like quite often we make time to plan for field trips or, you know, we make time to plan for you know, going to the movie, but we don't really make time to plan for building trust with our kids, I think. So I'm going to, I want you to go with more in depth on that. So what do you mean by building trust with your kids? Because I feel like that's a little ambiguous. So how did you build trust? Because, you know, trust is a big thing. And like, I, you know, I feel like I'm building that with my own children. You know, and, and I definitely, you know, when I walk into a classroom at school, you know, the kids automatically have my trust and I make sure to tell them that like you're, you're, 
you have it right now. So, but how do you intentionally build, how, how did you intentionally build trust with us? Well, you know, besides, you know, taking time to get on your level and play with you, I think also, you know, it's really fostering that relationship, really being transparent about the spoken and the unspoken. It was having, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, for example, if there was a conflict, let's role play it. Let's figure out how we can solve those problems. It was like really a lot of communication, not oh, only physically, so... but also, you know, verbally. Right. So you're talking about like that intrinsic trust where your child knows that they can count on you. Yes, exactly. And I think okay, that is okay. the biggest part of because sometimes, you know, little kids, they see their parents going through these crazy, uh, you know, having these crazy experiences. And then they, they're they kind of looking at them like, can I trust this person? Can I not? Like, how does it look? How does it feel? And when the parent, sometimes you have to talk to your kids. I know we've been to the mall or we've been to different places and maybe I had a conflict or whatever. But talking to your kids about like, it's okay. Sometimes conflict happens and it's up to the adults to, you know, kind of make sure that your kids feel secure in either a negative or a positive um, situation. You know, I think another thing that we did was like, um, you know, family hobbies. We mm-hmm. know that kids have hobbies. Uh, you know, we take our kids to soccer or we take our kids to dance or swimming. But having a family hobby, you know, kind of like what we used to do. What was your favorite well, you know me. My favorite family hobby was was going fishing and camping. You know, I'm a I'm an Alaska girl through and through. I think when it comes to that, you um, know, I am too. <laughs> yeah. So I think you know, having that that time where we actually, you know, we we were all fishermen. We like we all went to the river. We all learned how to fly fish, and it wasn't just like, you know, a me thing or a dad thing or a brother. Like it was all of us together. So that was something that I really enjoyed. And then, of course, you know, having a fire. Like, who doesn't like a good campfire? You know? I mean, the one thing that I do remember, and, you know, I'm going to allow ourselves some grace since, you know, it was the 90s. And in the 90s, you could have a whole bag of marshmallows to yourself. Um, (laughs) I probably wouldn't do that. I would give my kids a baggie of marshmallows. But I do remember buying us each our own bag of marshmallows. Hey, what better way to show trust? <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Well, I remember, you know, it was more like a demand on on Jevin's part. You know, we each get our own bag of marshmallows and right. we're going to have the fire. And, you right. know, you just gorge yourself on marshmallows. But again, it was the 90s and that was completely acceptable. Um, yes. <laughs> so I think, you know, I think that that is really important. And that's a that's a good point. Because, you know, one thing that, you know, I live out on a farm. So, you know, with my kids, we, you know, we feed all the animals together and we play with the animals together. And, you know, that's one thing that um, we also we like to go on picnics. That's kind of like been our thing is like finding places, whether it be on our land or a friend's land to actually just like pack some snacks and like hike up and like have like a picnic. But I do remember you telling me when I had Finn that the best thing that I could do was follow through on what I said I was going to do. Definitely. Definitely. Because when you're constantly, I remember you telling me when I, when you're constantly canceling plans or revising, like sometimes that's of course going to need to happen. Right. But I remember you telling me that you 
to that's a, another way to build trust is by having that follow through. Like if you say you're going to take him to the park only, like you ne- need to make sure that you follow through and that you take him to the park mm-hmm. so that he knows that he can trust you. Yes, um, definitely. definitely. And, you know, and of course, you know, we all have those kids who will hold us to it as well. They're like, you said, you know, they can't remember, uh, you know, that you just told them to clean your, their room three times. Right. But the one thing that they do remember is three days ago at 3 p.m., you said that on <laughs> Saturday you would take us to the park. Right. And right. they will remind you that all of a sudden, yeah, you're, you need to go to the park. So um, I think that that's another um, aspect of what you were talking about, about building trust with your kids. Um, because yeah. I think that that starts to pay in dividends as they become teenagers. Right. Definitely. Yes, definitely. You so have to think you... in that bigger picture, you know, in the future, right? You've got to think right. of the big picture and how when you're two, how it's going to affect you when you're 12 and then when you're 18. So definitely, I, I would totally right. agree. Right. That completely makes sense. So, you know, like, you know, you have Tatiana. Tatiana's graduating from high school this year. Yeah. And, um, yes, yeah, so exciting. Congratulations, Tatsy. We love you. Best teacher, um, best teachers ever. Yes, grade school. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how that trust paid off with Tatiana? Like, you know, because we talked about in our episode on mother and daughter relationships, how you used to talk to her and you used to talk to her about sometimes that there's not going to be times where you uh, think I'm on your side, but I really am. And all of those things, because I mean, I can personally attest that you have this great and wonderful, amazing, close relationship with Tatiana too, even though you had her much later in life. Uh So what did you do to make sure that you, you know, as a recent mom of a teenager, because I'm not there yet, thank goodness, but um, how did you ensure that? You know, I think, uh, thank you. That's a really good question. I think that you know, like daily, it was that trust. Daily, it was like, oh, I'm glad that you told me that. I think it's huge to listen more and talk less. And, okay. you know, both uh, her father and I, we had um, a few discussions on that. Like, it's create a space for her to listen. And some people say, oh, you know, don't judge your kid when they tell you certain things. Well, it's okay to make that that judgment. It's okay to... And when I say that, make a judgment and the fact that, is this good for you? So sometimes it's questioning, listening and questioning. And when you when you get an answer that maybe you don't like, then maybe you could even ask a reflective follow-up question to see, see that if they would maybe come to the same conclusion if something, you know, per se wasn't good. Um, I think that, you know, sometimes we would... Tatiana and I would have a discussion about something and maybe I wouldn't agree with her and she would uh, persuade me to agree and I would say look I'm going to address the unspoken language and I'm not going to agree with you this doesn't feel good to me and you know give give yourself some time and you know figure this out on your own because I think the main thing was to help all of you guys really not just Tatiana but to build that um, intuition you know your Mm -hmm. intuition keeps you from um, getting quote unquote in trouble. And if you have that little bit of the icky feeling, I'm going to use the word icky, then, um, you know, maybe you shouldn't do those things. 
So we actually pride ourselves on having a strong relationship. And I think it had to do with just spending time together. Sometimes it's spending time silently, just sitting and reading or um, giving each other maybe a little bit of a massage or getting our nails done. You know, um, it's seeing, uh, you know, seeing uh, each other in different facets and really uh, supporting each other. I did a lot of that, though, when she was like, I would say between the ages of between five, you know, at five years old, it was really like a, a lot of good communication and a lot of good support. I know that sounds like a young age, but really, we we really did trust each other. She saw that I trusted her and I held her word in a level of value, even as a young child. So now yeah. we pretty much tell each other everything. And I told her too, it's okay if you don't tell me some things like that's normal. So that's okay, too. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, talking um, more about trust, you know, I think that for children in general, knowing that they are trusted is really important. And, And giving your child a chance to, you know, show you that they are trustworthy. Because I think one of the things, you know, especially that I noticed growing up, it is as a common theme is that, you know, you trusted me, but my parent, my friends, their parents didn't trust them. And they would openly say that I don't trust you. So I'm going to do this. And it was like, you know, and, and my, my friends, I don't remember anything ever them being like bad kids or doing things that were, you know, inappropriate or anything, but it was like this automatic like, I'm not going to trust you automatically, you know, because you're a teenager and because you have, you know, teenagers are this, 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 and that, you know, and these are the stereotypes of teenagers. So this is, you know, why I don't trust you. Uh-huh. And I, <clears throat> I have found that to be, <clears throat> excuse me, detrimental to a lot of people in their relationships because if a child knows automatically that they're not going to be trusted then i mean they're probably going to end up doing untrustworthy things exactly because it's not like they can they could they don't even have that opportunity to earn their parents trust right right and And so i think for you know for people who um you know I, i know this is easier said than done but think about how you can provide opportunities to show your child that you do trust them exactly. and provide opportunities to show them to, you know, to sh- for them to show you that they are trustworthy. Right. You know, right. Because I think, you know, one thing and I, you know, I'm just going to make an, uh, an analogy with my students here, you know, students that I've had in the past is that the more trust that I put into them, the more like, you know, kind of puffed up and straighter that they walked because they knew that they already had my trust. Exactly. And, you know, one of the best things that ever happened was, you know, I had the class that everyone didn't like. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, the seventh graders that year had a terrible reputation. But I, lo- I love seventh grade. You can't convince me otherwise. Seventh graders are the best. And people think I'm crazy, but you know, I, I love seventh graders. They're, they're awesome. And so, um, they had a bad reputation 
And, you know, I had very, um, you know, at this point in the year, like we had gone through things like the kids knew what to expect when they came into my classroom. Right. I always had the same schedule. So they knew that there were no surprises. Like at this time, this is what we do. Then we do this. Then we do this. Then we do this. Then we do this. Then we have a break. Then we do this. We come back, blah, 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 blah. Like it was always the same every day. Right. And I think that, you know, in that aspect, like schedules are really important for students. But they also knew that I trusted them. Like I trusted them to do what they were supposed to do. Right. And I remember I was running late one day and I... um my phone like I couldn't call and drive and my phone wasn't working in my car and I finally got a hold of the principal and like school had already started and I was like there was an accident blah 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 like I wasn't able to get in time I was like can you go check on my class and he's like oh my gosh and so he like he's like I'll, I'll go do it right now so he like takes off or whatever and I am I like pull into the school and I'm like getting my stuff and I'm running up the stairs and he was at my door and he was like, and I was like, is everything okay? Like, are they okay? And he's like, you know, I came in and everyone was quietly working. <laughs> Surprise. And he was like, I almost, like, what did you do to them? I was like, well, oh. we do the same thing every day, all the time. So they should know what they're supposed to be they doing. They should know. Wow. And I was like, wow. you know, and, and by, the biggest thing that I have since realized is I think it was because they knew that I trusted them to do what they were supposed to do. Yes. And in turn, that's exactly what they did. They exactly. came in, they got to work, and they were quietly working without me even being there. And I walked in and they're like, oh, good morning, Miss Pratazati. Like, it was nothing. And I was like, oh, good morning. But inside I was like celebrating like, yes, oh my God, this is amazing. You guys are great. But on the outside, I was like, yes. And now we're starting class. Mm-hmm. You know, but, um, <laughs> you know, I think that... <laughs> We we can all learn from each other, and I'm so glad that you brought up the trust thing because I know that it can just be really hard, especially you know parents of um, parents of te- of teenagers. And so right. I'm glad that you talked about how you know trust starts early, and we need to provide those opportunities. We need to build that with our with our children. Yes, and, exactly. Um, and do you and, have you know, and. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I just want, you know, I really wanted to add, you know, okay, so the word trust, like, how does it look? How does it sound, right? Like, even if you were to ask, uh, you know, your kids to clean up, oh, thank you for for doing, I trust you. You know, I trusted that you would do, you know, clean up your room and follow through. So uh, how does it look? How does it sound? Making those examples and really breaking it down because sometimes, you know, kids don't really know that that is the feeling that they're having. And another right. thing I wanted to touch on is projection. You know, too many people project on their teens for them to always fail, you know, or to feel insecure. And I don't think that people do it on purpose, but it's definitely something that does happen. But a huge thing um, that really, really helped me, and that's how our kids teach us. So you taught me uh, to teach, uh, to uh, treat kids how you want them to. That is like yes. the most powerful thing. And when teachers have come up to me recently at school and they're asking me questions, I'm like, well, I'd always go back to te- uh, teach the kids how you want them to act, right? And treat them mm-hmm. how you want yes. them to act. If you want them to act immature, if you want them to act like babies, they will meet that expectation, right? Oh, so yeah, I think 100%. that it's, 
I think that it sometimes it hurts my heart when I hear, oh, well, she's young and that's why she can't handle it. Oh, she's young and that's why she acted A, B, C, and D. Of course, you're going to expect a child to be a child. And with that said, you can still be kind and be a kid, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Well, I think that, you know, we have to have those high expectations, um, you know, of our children. And that's not to say that you have to have unrealistic expectations for your right. kids. Right. Because right. a two-year-old is going to be a two-year-old. Exactly. No matter what you do, they're still going to be two. And there are developmental things that, you know, that's who they are at two. That's how kids are at two. Exactly. But that's not to say that you can't have high expectations. Like, uh-huh. you know, one of the things that you know, I've been working on with, with Addie and, you know, Addie is three, you know, and sometimes Addie falls apart and she does, you know, the drop down James Brown fit on the floor. Boneless. You know? And yeah. <laughs> it was boneless. I saw her do it. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I'm like, you know what? I see that you're frustrated right now and that you're really upset. Right. And I'm so sorry that you feel that way. Um, mommy's going to wait for you. And then after you're done with your big feelings, then we're going to, we're still going to clean your room. We're still going to pick up and I'm going to help you, but I need you to help me pick up, you know, because, you know, I could easily give up and just do it for her and just be done with it because, you know, God knows I have so many other things to do rather than help her clean her room. (laughs) Right. Definitely. um, you know, that's one thing that, that I have done. And then even with my, with my son, you know, I, I had to realize when I say, clean up your room. Okay. It's time to clean up, you know, and he didn't know where to start and he almost fell apart a couple of times, you know, but I also realized that, you know, giving him a list, I gave him a list and said, okay, when you clean your room, this is the procedure that you follow. First, you pick up all the stuffed animals on the floor and you put them here. Next, you know, you do this. Next, you do that. And so my husband and I came up with a list for him and we put it in his room. And so now when we tell him, okay, Finn, it's time to clean your room, he literally goes over to the list and just (laughs) looks it over and then methodically goes through and does those steps. You know, like we also have to remember that you know, kids are kids, our kids are, you know, they're, they are not adults. We cannot put our adult brains on them and expect them to act like how we act. Right. Because we all know that when we were eight, we probably were acting the same way. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so, yes. you know, I think, um, you know, going back to like the trust thing, take a step back and put yourself in your child's shoes. Now, what were you doing when you were this age? How did you feel when you were this age? Because it's so it's so important to remember that we were all that age at some point in time and how we felt. And, you know, we can reflect on that and make better decisions for our kids for the future. Exactly. Because, you know, there are going to be those times where you know, you may be very, very different than your how your daughter is. But right. That doesn't mean that you still can't relate to her. Exactly. You may that be different kinds so right. of, of women, you may, or you may be different. You know, if you have a son, he may be different than you. But we need to be able to to bridge that. And I think that that the trust 
is the key to bridging that. Because, you Definitely. know, you may be a bit of bookworm and your daughter is, you know, extroverted, you know, likes to talk to people all the time and she's a mall girl, you know. Definitely. But that doesn't right. mean that you guys can't have that trust, even exactly. though you may be different. Right, right. right. And even, you know, I love what you said, you know, remember the child in you. Remember when you were a teenager, I had a parent talk to me not too long ago about how her, she and her husband felt like it was so difficult to relate to their, their teen daughter. And it's like, well, remember you were that age. Oh, and it just really like, wow. She was like, you know, her, it blew her mind. It's like, yeah, remember that age? Like, that's how you guide yourself. And we're not going to be perfect, right? We're not yeah. going to be perfect. And when we're not, when we make those mistakes, part of that building this trust is, hey, mom made a mistake today. You know, mom, sometimes mom's not perfect either. You know, sometimes we do things and, you oh, know, yeah. that's part of building that trust. Like, it's okay to make a mistake. And I love how you said about Addie having her little meltdown. It's okay to have those negative emotions. We do. So why can't our kids, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that sometimes I'm stewing. I have to write in my journal or, you know, take some deep breaths. And I, that is such a good point. Like, we have emotions as adults. We get angry as adults. We can't expect our kids not to get angry. Exactly. Because, I mean, they have less control over their emotions than we do. I know, right? You know, and, and I mean, I God that. knows that there's adults out there who they obviously have no control over their emotions. <laughs> and let alone what, you know, the first saying, the first thing that comes to their mind. So exactly. if adults are like that, uh, kids are certainly like that. And we have to give grace. And, you know, the one thing that um, I want to say before we wrap things up is that if you are reflective at the end of your day, that yes. is what makes you a good parent. Oh. It doesn't matter what mistakes that you have made because everyone is going to make mistakes. Right. Everyone. Right. Okay. But if you think about it and you're like, man, I think I could have done that better. You know, or oh, am I really a good mom or am I really a good dad? You know, like, gosh, like I could have done that differently. What that that alone is what makes you a an amazing parent. You are reflecting. You are thinking about what you could have done better. That right. means you're a good parent. Exactly. What, what you did does not matter. Right. It does not matter. The fact that you are thinking about it, the fact right. that you are reflecting, the fact that you are going to probably do something better next time. That is what makes you a good parent. Yes. Thank you so much. And let me just say a couple of quick things to piggyback on that. Sticky notes are your best friend. Sometimes you yep. need to write those sticky notes for reminders. If I had to do it all over again, I probably would write the word trust all over the house. And, um, you know, even affirmations, positive affirmations. Addie, can you say, I am trustworthy? Yes, I am yes, trustworthy. Yes, So um, I love what you said, being reflective. God knows I had sleepless nights. Oh my gosh, could I have done that better? But oh, it's just like moving yep. forward because, you know, what is the hardest job in the world? Raising another human, right? Yes. Parenting is the hardest job. It's uh, hands down. Where's my money? And affirmations. Oh, yeah. You know, we need to get more into affirmations. So perhaps we can make an episode about affirmations because I would love that. I will say the affirmations changed my life. <laughs> I mean, they changed my kids' lives. I mean, we're we we need to wrap it up. But I let's talk about affirmations coming up here pretty soon. We definitely should. Definitely, this well, was a great you, topic. 
Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And remember, please um, leave us some comments on our podcast. Let us know if you're enjoying the episodes. Let us know if there's something you want us to cover. And um, please remember to like us on Instagram. And also, we are on Apple Podcast as yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. as Spotify. I got my act together and got <laughs> us on there yesterday. So, Thank you. Um, well, it, a little while ago. So <laughs> we are on there, though. So enjoy us on Spotify. Enjoy us on Apple. And enjoy us on Instagram. And we will be back with another great episode next week. Please leave us comments. Email us. Anything. Um, also, communicate with us on Instagram. We'll also accept messages there. So if you want to hear us talk about something, you want to know more in depth, hit us up. And you'll be right. posting questions, right, on yes. Instagram. Look out for some new posts. All right. Thank you for joining us today. We Positive are vibes. so happy. <laughs> good vibes. All the goodness. Go. We'll see everyone next time on Ask the Teacher ABC. Yes. Thank you. Thank you.